0: Hello, everyone. It's so good to be with you again. I'm Rebecca Keener, and today we're going to be talking about the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit. No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Thank you all for being with us today. It's been on my heart for some time to do a study on a particular scripture that the Lord just keeps putting on my heart and I know it's gonna be a blessing to you. It's something that I've just been meditating on and praying over and just letting it get down in my spirit and I just really had to share it with all of you. So I hope this is gonna be a a wonderful teaching that you're gonna enjoy and it's out of Isaiah 11, two, and three. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into it. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every single person who's watching today. And Father, we just ask your blessing on this time in your word and that your Holy Spirit will illuminate to us everything that we need to know to live a victorious life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we're looking today, if you want to get your Bible, Isaiah 11, 2 through 3. Isaiah 11, 2 through 3. And it says this, I'm starting at verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Now, who are they talking about there in the book of Isaiah? Who is Isaiah prophesying about? Of course, he's prophesying about Jesus. And he is saying that he actually is from that family tree of King David. And Jesse was King David's father. So we see that Jesus was prophesied about many, many years before he ever came to earth. And then it goes on to say about Jesus, and of course this particular scripture refers to the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the triune God. And it says, "...and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord." Amen. So those are some really powerful scriptures that define who our God is. If anybody was to ask you, you know, what are the attributes of God? What's he like? Of course we know he is loving. He is good. He is wonderful. He is all powerful. And he is that triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But sometimes what what we don't know is that his very nature is made up of the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And the very first verse there, it says The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now, I don't know about you, but how many of you need the rest of the Lord to come down on you at this time in your life? I know I do. And so I know that these scriptures are going to bless you in a great way as we break them down over the next couple of weeks. Now, what this scripture teaches us in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2 through 3, is that there are seven spirits of God. There are seven attributes to His personality that are powerful and these particular attributes are also mentioned in Revelation 1 and 4, Revelation 3 and 1, Revelation 4 and 5, and Revelation 5 and 6. Now we're not going to get into each of those but just to say that the seven spirits of God are mentioned there and they are attributes of who our God is. It talks about how the seven spirits of God are like the seven lamps. Of fire burning before the throne. And so if you were to diagram this out like a menorah which is the lamp that was put into the temple symbolic of the light of Jesus Christ and the center stem would be Jesus himself and coming out from that would be the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, the counsel, the might, and the fear of the Lord. And um, each one of those elements of God are things that we need in our life to be able to have a successful life. And those are things that we turn to God for. And as we hold that up, those attributes of the Holy Spirit and and of the Godhead in this life, it's like light. It's like a candle burning. And that's what God wants us to be, is that light full of His wisdom, full of His knowledge, full of the fear of the lord full of counsel full of might full of his understanding and as we lift up that uh, beautiful lamp in this dark world that we're living in it brings light and so i wanted to talk to you today about light and then i want to talk to you about the spirit of the lord resting on you so As we look at light, we know that light shines in the darkness. And as we look at rest, we know that it's God's perfect peace that keeps us going and keeps us at rest in Him. And we want His Spirit, just like the Spirit of God came to rest on Jesus, we want His Spirit, that Holy Spirit that we talk about on this program every week, to rest on us. But I wanna talk a little bit about light, especially in the times that we're living in because it seems that things are dark. And and we as Christians are called to be the light of the world. Uh, just a few things about light. Number one is God created light. God is the inventor of light. It was his idea from the very beginning in the book of Genesis where he said, let there be light, and, and God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. So God created the light. The second thing is that light was an important part of worship and it was God who gave uh, Moses in the book of Exodus chapter 25 the specifications of the menorah that uh, we've been talking about and how that menorah was to be built and what it was to look like. And so Uh, God wanted light to be a part of the temple. He wanted light to be a part, to be symbolic of the light of Jesus Christ that would come later and that that light would be in you and in me. And Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 14, He said, that uh, when the light comes into our heart, we're filled with that light and we're meant to shine. He said, you, you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And some of you today may be the only Christian in your home. You feel like, I, I have no one to talk to about the Word or about the Lord. And you just want to shine your light to your family and love them so that they will want to know Jesus as well. And I want to encourage you today to just keep shining for Him. Just keep living for Him because God will bless you and He will draw others out of that darkness into light. You know, First Peter 2 and 9 actually says that. It says, that God has called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. Out of darkness into light. And I was reading about Thomas Edison, who was the inventor of the light bulb. And actually it was said of him that it took him over 2,000 tries to be able to develop the light bulb. That's a whole nother topic in and of itself. But one thing it said about him is that he was actually afraid of the darkness. And that was one of the motivating factors that, that urged him on to develop the light bulb that you and I enjoy today. He did not like the darkness. And, you know, darkness can be a very intimidating thing because we Um, stumble around in the darkness. We can, you know, run into furniture or run into things or fall down in darkness. And the same is true in the spirit realm. When we don't have that light of Jesus Christ shining in our life, we stumble around and we don't know where we are and we get disoriented and we can fall. And so for those of you who may be watching today and you feel like I'm in darkness and I don't know how to get out, you know, all you have to do is ask. Just ask the Holy Spirit to shine His light on you, and He will bring you out of that darkness. He will do it. He will remove evil from around you and people who are who are pulling you into dark situations, and He will rescue you. That's that's a promise that He gives us when we give our life to Him. And then uh, Matthew six twenty two. It says that Jesus said, whatever we look at with our eyes, he said, the lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, if your eye is good, then your whole body will be full of light. So it matters what we look at, what we're looking at on television, what we're looking at on social media, what we're looking at um, or listening to, putting into our ears, what kind of entertainment are we looking at, all of those things are feeding into our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, and they determine whether we're in darkness or in light. That's why it's so important to keep our eyes on the Word of God every day. You know, Psalm 119, 105 says it this way, Thy Word, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so I want to encourage you today as we're talking about those attributes of God which are considered or compared to in the book of Revelation, the lamp of the Lord, in order to have his light, in order to have his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding, his counsel, his might, uh, all of those things, the fear of the Lord in our life, we've got to ask for light. Maybe if you're a mom or a grandmother and you're praying for a situation in your family or a child or a grandchild who you know is away from the Lord, just begin to pray the light of Jesus Christ to come on that child or that circumstance or situation. And God will do it. God will minister to that person and begin to shine his Shekinah light of glory down on that situation which dispels the darkness. And we know that he will do it. So I just wanted to encourage you today to know that when you have those attributes of God that we're looking at in Isaiah chapter 11 over the next few weeks, You are the light of the world. You have His light inside you. When you have the Holy Spirit inside you, you have His light that emanates. And Whatever dark room you walk into, you light it up. Whatever dark situation you go into, you light it up and light dispels the darkness. I hope this encourages you today. Be the light for Jesus Christ and he will bless you. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about how the Holy Spirit will rest on us and the rest of God. Well, hello everyone. Thanks for watching Always More TV and thanks for being with us for this great study today. Hey, I got a letter from a viewer I wanted to just share with you and it's a young woman who is in college and she says that she and her family have been watching our program to learn more about the Holy Spirit. So thank you for watching. We really appreciate that. And she said that she and her family have always attended a church that doesn't teach about the Holy Spirit and she wanted to know, her question to me was, what denomination am i and why do i believe in the holy spirit i think that's a great question because different churches have different beliefs and they teach different things and so i am a member of a pentecostal church which is a church that believes in Uh, the Pentecostal experience that is shared in Acts chapter 2. And actually, my friend and I just did four programs on the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. And I'd encourage you to take some time to go back and watch those and I know it will bless you in a great way. But wherever God leads you, the Holy Spirit doesn't know any bounds. So you can be in any church and any denomination and ask for the Holy Spirit to come and be a part of your life and to baptize you with His precious Spirit and to give you His gifts. That was my experience in 1978 when I was a teenager. I was at a youth rally and a man asked me if I had ever received Christ into my heart and that was the first time I ever asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart. And then he looked at me and he said, have you ever received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And he knew I hadn't, but he asked the question and I said, no, I was like the people in the book of Acts chapter 19. I said, I haven't really even heard there is a Holy Spirit. And so he prayed with me to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I felt the power of the Holy Spirit come on me that night and it has never left me. That, that knowing that the Holy Spirit is with me and He is empowering me. And just like He empowers me, He will empower you. It doesn't matter what church you're in. It matters where the Holy Spirit leads you. And He will baptize you and give you a victorious life. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about Isaiah chapter 11, verses 2 through 3. If you weren't with us in the first part of this program, you can... Uh, go back and watch it again. But we are talking about how Isaiah chapter 2 through 3 says the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's speaking of the Holy Spirit resting on Jesus Christ. The prophet Isaiah was prophesying our Savior, his soon coming in the book of Isaiah. And he goes on to give the attributes of God and how powerful they are in our life. And oh, how we need them. And oh, how we need the Spirit of the Lord to rest on us and to rest on our families, to rest on our homes, to rest on our nations. Amen. And we need the Spirit of the Lord to teach us how to rest in Him. So that's what we want to talk about in the next few moments. You know, what do you think about when you think about rest? The picture that comes to my mind is a hammock on the beach somewhere. You know, I just want to get away and get in a hammock on a beach somewhere and no cell phones and and just rest. And I don't know what the picture is in your mind, but, you know, we can go to situations like that or go on vacation and um, be so wrought up with worry, with fear, with doubt, with anxiety, with burdens, with cares, that there's no rest. So the only place that we find rest is in Jesus Christ. And it was God's idea for us to learn how to rest and to ask for His rest to come on us. In Genesis 2, 1 through 3, you know this verse, God said the heavens and the earth were finished And on the seventh day, God finished the work that He had done and He rested. He rested. And so that was our example. God rested from all of His work that He did in creation. And then we see in Deuteronomy 5, 12 through 14, that it was a command that God gave in the Ten Commandments. And He said observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord has commanded you, six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the Sabbath day is holy to the Lord. You shall not do any work, neither shall you, your son, your daughter, your n- nor male or female servant, ox, donkey, any of your animals, can you even imagine this, nor any foreigner residing in your town so that your male and female servants may rest as you do and so maybe you're watching today and you're you're saying, I want the Spirit of the Lord to rest on me and I want to learn how to get into his rest and to get into that perfect peace that passes all understanding. We can only do it when his spirit rests on us. Psalm 91 1 through 2 says, and you know this one as well, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide. And that word abide means to rest. We will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So we go into that fortress of our God when times are troubling, when trouble comes against you, when when heartache comes against you, when Uh, maybe sickness or disease comes against you. We run into that shelter of the Most High God and we learn to abide in Him. Well, how do we abide? Well, of course you know, we stay in His Word. We stay in prayer. We make those a part that are non-negotiable of our daily routine every day. One of the things I'm doing right now is I'm reading the Bible all the way through in six months. I've done it in a year, but I now I'm going through in six months and just getting saturated with that word. And some days I think, oh, this isn't really helping a whole lot. Maybe you're in Leviticus or somewhere or Numbers or, you know, you're reading a lot of the genealogy and you're thinking, okay, Lord, is this really helping? But you know that this word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And no matter what we're reading, we know that it's getting down in the joints and marrow of our being and it brings rest. It brings peace. So stay in the word, stay in prayer, praying always, and that will bring you into that position, that place of rest where you're abiding in him every day, no matter what happens. And then the last thing that I want to remind you of, actually I've got two more points on rest. Jesus gives rest when we ask him. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, he said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest he will give us rest. He didn't say uh, come to new age or get hypnotized or go to your yoga class or see a therapist or go to a spa. He didn't even say go on a vacation, although vacations are great and wonderful and I love them. He didn't say come to those things. He said, come to me, come to me. And so we hear his voice saying that in those times where we just feel like I'm about to break, Lord. I don't think I can take anymore. I don't know what to do. And we can hear the voice of the Lord saying, come to me, come to me. And then now the last thing I want to remind you of about uh, rest is Hebrews 4 and 11. And you've heard me say this, those of you who have been watching our program since we started in 2018, that the only time we have ever been told to strive to rest or labor to rest was in Hebrews four eleven, and And the only time I can find in the Bible where it says to strive is strive to rest. God wants us to learn. It is a learned behavior that we're not born with. Yes, we need to work. Yes, we need to labor for God. Yes, we need to study to show ourselves approved. But at the end of the day, we are resting all of our spirit, soul, and body on the Lord Jesus Christ and believing that he is resting on us and we're not striving. There's times even with this program and ministry that I'll hear the Holy Spirit say, you're striving, you're striving, you're trying to do this in and of yourself. And God wants us to learn how to rest in him and to ask him for his Holy Spirit to rest on us. So let's do that today. We've talked today about two very important things, the light of God and the menorah, which we gave the uh, little illustration. And then we've talked about the rest of God, two very important critical points from Isaiah chapter 11 verses one through three. I want you to go back. I want you to look at that in your Bible and meditate on it and let it just sink down in your spirit. And I'm telling you, it's going to encourage you and catapult you from that place you're in right now. If you feel stuck, if you feel like, I need to go to the next level, I know I'm supposed to be doing more for Christ, get in that scripture right there and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. I pray this has been a blessing to you today. And we're so glad that you joined us on Always More TV. We're getting close to a hundred different programs that we've been able to finish on the Holy Spirit. Just bringing honor and glory to Him and recognition to Him. You know, I always like to say that the Holy Spirit is probably one of the least talked about, least recognized programs. Uh, entities or persons on the earth today, capital P. He is the most important person on the earth today. And oftentimes he's the one that we speak about the least. And so that's why we have this program. And I want to encourage you to go back on our YouTube channel or our other digital networks that we uh, are a part of, Life Network for Women, Covenant Daughters, Faith and Bell Network, Truly Media, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Taken Ministries. There's so many online that carry this program, as well as on television, GEB Network and also WATC right here in Atlanta. So we're blessed to be able to just come to you and encourage you and to remind you that the Holy Spirit is there to help you He's, he's there to encourage you to give you rest and to shine through you so you can bring light to the darkness. I want to pray for you as we close today that the Lord will rest on you. Father in Jesus name, we thank you for your word in Isaiah chapter 11 and we thank you for this series and all we're going to learn from it. Lord that our lives are going to be changed forever and we just anticipate it. And Father, I ask for your light to come into every home watching today. Let beams of your light and your glory come. And Father, I ask for your rest, your spirit to rest on every family watching today, on every child, on every grandchild. Let the Holy Spirit of the living God come down and rest upon these precious people who've been with us today. And Lord, we just ask that you would heal every single person who's dealing with any illness, We ask, Father, that you would touch their bodies, that you would raise them up, Lord, and that you would strengthen them with your power. And we just give you all praise and glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I pray this has been a blessing to you today, and we look forward to being back with you next week. We're going to be talking more about... Uh, Isaiah chapter 11, and we want you to be a part of it. And please help us share this word. Go on our YouTube channel, Always More TV. And if you would help us, we're believing for 12 million souls to come in. Uh, to the Kingdom of God by watching this program and asking that Jesus Christ to come in and the Holy Spirit to baptize. So would you help us? Would you be a part and pray for us and help us share the message? Additionally, our ministry is helping other ministries going overseas. We work with Courage for Life going into prisons and MAP International, which is sending medicines uh, all around the world, and other ministries and missionaries. Uh, We recently supported a missionary who has a church in Iran and Turkey. And so we're believing God to use this ministry in a powerful way, and we want you to be a part of it. God bless you, and we'll see you next time on Always More TV. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded in 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.